Um, so to jump into the first one, what would you say are the most common misconceptions regarding Islam? Yeah, um, I'd say the sort of the biggest one, probably the one more of a, like a stereotypical one would sort of be the treatment of women. Like oftentimes there's these portrayals that women, Muslim women are oppressed or seen as inferior to men, for example. And some of that may have to do with certain cultural practices or just general misunderstandings about sort of what is gender in Islam. And I'd say the biggest way to respond to that is the fact that Islam is a traditional religion. So we believe we understand that there are differences between men and women and God is the one who created men and women. And so he is best equipped to determine uh, who, what their rights and responsibilities are. So God gives certain rights to women. It also gives certain responsibilities to women as well as rights and responsibilities to men as well. And it sort of embraces some of the biological realities that are different between men and women and allows them, it allows them to work together to create a functional society. And that's going to manifest in the fact that men and women are treated differently in terms of the commands. For example, like the most obvious one that you would see like physically would be men and women dress differently, for example. So men um, have to both have to behave modestly and whatnot, but women have to cover everything but their face and hands and feet, according to some opinions. And men have to cover between uh, knee and navel. And so basically the reason for this is just men and women's bodies are different. Men and women's sexualities are different. And it's meant to create a uh, sort of a more cohesive um, society in the fact that sexuality is relegated to the private realm as opposed to the public realm. Um, and also when it comes to within a marriage, uh, Islam cares deeply about the family. And so it naturally it's going to have different things that men and women have to do to provide, to sort of contribute to the family. And, you know, there are many hadith that talk about the virtues of women in Islam. So one of the biggest ones would be that the prophet, peace be upon him, said that paradise is at the feet of the mothers. And he didn't mention fathers in this verse. He said that the mothers, because ultimately our moms are the ones that raise us. They're the ones that carry us and they're the ones that nurture us when we're young. And Islam appreciates that unique role that only women can fulfill. And it doesn't say that, oh, that's an inferior job or that's an inferior responsibility. No, it actually equates that as equal to the man's responsibility, which is to provide and protect his family and sort of, yeah, lead in that sense. Um, and then I'd say the second one that I think would be important to mention is that Islam is not a sort of Asian or Arab or brown religion in a sense, like there's often this sort of understanding subconsciously that Islam is kind of oriental. And as like, you could probably see, like, I'm not from like Asia or anything like that. Like I'm a white American. I converted to Islam. Islam is meant for everybody. It's just most, there aren't a lot of European Muslims like myself. And so Islam is meant to be a religion for all mankind. The prophet peace be upon him wasn't just sent for one nation. He was sent for everybody. And Islam is meant to sort of, um, how do I put this? Like, it's meant to exemplify all the positive aspects of different cultures and tribes and societies around the world, while also keep filtering out all the negative aspects. And it doesn't have one unique group that it was sent to, or region. Yeah, I think it's a, those are great responses. And I'm just curious, um, you had said because you had converted recently, and as you can see, like, you're not the stereotypical phenotype, phenotypic Muslim, would you say you get yeah. backlash um, because of that? And if so, have you received more backlash from the Islam community or from the community outside? 
So it kind of depends. Um, I'd say within my own community, like within like sort of the Anglosphere, there have been a mix of reactions. I'd say at first, like you guys are high school kids, you understand that like people make fun of each other for stuff all the time. So I'd say that there was a little bit of that. Um, it kind of died down. I guess it got old or whatever. But like people were like, oh, like what do you like the white Muslim or whatever? So there was a little bit of like, I guess like teasing or whatnot. I wouldn't really consider it anything like major or anything. When I'm pretty thick skinned, and so I, I could handle it pretty. And within my family, there was a little bit of pushback, but I'd say overall, once they saw the positive impact that Islam had on my life, um, then they sort of were much more accepting of it. And now they're, they're very supportive in the things that I do. Within the Islamic community, there's kind of a mixed reaction. On some hand, like, yeah, to some extent, I'll always sort of be an outsider to some extent, just because, you know, I'm not born Muslim and people look at me different slightly. But also there is this kind of weird sort of pedestaling that happens and the fact that people will think that because I converted and because I'm like a white American that I'm going to like do insane things and solve all these problems and whatnot, which I think is also not a great um, attitude to sort of have on anybody just because people are obviously not aware of the faults I have. In general, um, people convert tend to be a little more practicing and that, that's not just a song that's like any religion. Oh. But at the same time, I'm not like some savior. I'm not going to you know, change the whole Muslim community or whatnot, just because I'm white or whatever. So there is a little bit of that. And I think it can be unhealthy for a lot of converts just because it kind of inflates the ego. And then you kind of have to learn over time that like, okay, you got to humble yourself a little bit. Um, but I'd say overall, people are very accepting. Muslims are very kind. Muslims really, they're really happy when you're Muslim. Like they're really, really happy to embrace you as one of their own. And that's the brotherhood I've experienced whilst being a Muslim has been some of the best brotherhood I've ever experienced in my entire life, if not the best. That's interesting. So just because you've been on sort of both sides, both uh, non-Muslim and Muslim, did you yourself ever, uh, did you ever find yourself believing those stereotypes about say women or it being a uh, <clears throat> stereotypically brown religion? Or would you always say keep an open mind? But... I absolutely believe those things. I mean, I just didn't really, I didn't really know. And I had some people in my life that had sort of worked in the Middle East and had some biased ideas. And I actually like the, especially the, the Oriental aspect, like, I think that's ingrained into a lot of people's minds, just because the only Muslims you would see on the media, you're not going to see Bosnians or Albanians or anything like that. You're going to see like Arabs and Pakistanis and Indians. And so I actually, it was when I read the autobiography of Malcolm, autobiography of Malcolm X, I saw he describes Mecca and he describes there were people, their eyes were the bluest of blue, their hair was the blondest of blonde. And I can't recall, he's not great, but you can see that matches my, my description pretty well. And so when I read that, I was like, oh, wow, I could be Muslim too, I guess. So it, it takes like kind of a sort of a shock factor. Like you have to actually see somebody who is Muslim and doesn't really fit the mold, I guess, to sort of understand that, oh my gosh, like there are other people that can be Muslim. It's sort of like with anything, like people talk about representation, like if you grow up your whole life and you never see, I don't know, like an Asian person in the NBA, then you see somebody who's Asian in the NBA, you're like, oh my gosh, I can do this. If you're Asian, of course. Yeah, yeah. Um, and that's actually like a result we definitely saw with um, uh, Jeremy Lin and that, like, yeah. exactly, and Lin Sanity. And like, it, I mean, I'm not trying to just pull like two vastly different parallels, but it just shows you like the impact of doing something that you're not typically uh, stereotypically represented in and the impact of that. And yeah. I'd say, 
Like no, representation's a big thing, um, mm-hmm. and it, it just because like rationally, like it doesn't make a lot of sense. Like obviously, why? What would stop me from doing X? But it's just yeah. that, like, human being decisions, our decisions are not often rational. There's often an emotional element yeah. of, like, oh, my gosh, like, I saw this happen. Like, I can do this, you know? Right, uh, right. It sort of exactly. reminds me of, uh, hopefully I'm remembering it right, it's, like, called the uh, Black Swan Theory. And the idea is that you base all your knowledge on something based, like, on empiricism, what you've previously seen. So, you know, if you only see white swans, let's say, for example, and then suddenly you come across a black swan suddenly your entire perception of what a swan is completely changes. So I think that's mm-hmm. what's happening. Uh, for example, with you, now that we've seen or other people have seen, you know, white American Muslim, it really expands their perception of what it really means to be Muslim. I think that's a great Absolutely. thing. Um, and yeah, Islam is it's not a culture. When I, it's, it's a religion for everybody that can expand to adapt to multiple cultures. I think that's the best way to put it. Yeah, yeah, take the, um, the difference between two.